It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, Marvelous Joe here at the top of the episode to give a big heartfelt thank you to all our listeners. You guys make the work we put into this show worthwhile, and we love chatting with you guys every Tuesday about Marvel in DC. At the end of the last episode, we teased a big announcement, and that announcement is that starting this week, we're releasing more content for you guys. On the first four Thursdays of every month, we're branching out from the show's format of news, reviews, and duels to bring you segments we've always wanted to do. That includes blooper episodes that feature all the dumb stuff Johnny DC says that I have to cut out. What? Top 10 lists where we rank Marvel and DC in various categories. Movie pitches where we come up with the plot of a Marvel or DC film not currently in development. And duel simulations involving characters outside of the Marvel and DC universe, such as Laura Croft versus Indiana Jones. We're offering all this to you, our faithful listeners, exclusively on Patreon, where you can get our new content for just two bucks a month. That's bloopers, ranked lists, movie pitches, and more duels every Thursday when you pledge $2 a month at patreon.com slash dynamic duel. Stay tuned to the very end of this episode to hear a teaser of the first blooper reel we'll be releasing this Thursday, April 5th. It'll be like staying after the end of a Marvel movie for a sneak peek at what's to come. Let's start the show. Hi, welcome to the Dynamic Duel Podcast, where we review superhero films and debate the superiority between Marvel and DC by comparing their characters and stat-based battle simulations. I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And in this episode, we're going to talk about who would win in a fight between Harley Quinn versus Domino. Spoiler alert, it's Domino. No. (laughs) We figured this would be a good matchup because both characters are fairly popular and they both have movies coming out within Uh, the next couple uh, of weeks. One of them is way more popular popular than the other character. Yeah, Domino is way more popular than Harley Quinn. So Harley Quinn has a movie coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, It's an animated DC film called Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Actually, it's already out digitally. Yeah, on digital download. And Domino has a movie coming out, uh, Deadpool 2, uh, in the middle of May. She'll be in that film. So we figured this is a good time to kind of pair these two together and let them have at it. So look forward to that later on this episode. Uh, Before we get into that main event, though, we're going to go ahead and discuss the latest Marvel and DC comic book movie news that came out this past week. Uh, And there's not really much to talk about there. There's like one news item. It's all X-Men related, and it pertains to the movement of their release dates for both New Mutants and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Right. Man, Fox just keeps moving those X-Men movie dates around. Ugh. Including Deadpool, which was actually moved That's up. That's annoying. Which a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, but before we get into the news, we want to go ahead and remind you guys that Wolverine The Long Night, which is Marvel's first scripted podcast and the first in hopefully a series of Marvel-produced podcasts in a, in a Marvel podcast universe. So Wolverine The Long Night stars Richard Armitage, who actually you may recognize him from Captain America The First Avenger. He was the Hydra agent that tried what? to escape in the sub and he like 
bit his tooth off and it was a cyanide capsule. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he plays Wolverine in this podcast. It's really well produced and it's about his adventures up in Alaska and two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents follow him. And it's really cool. I don't want want to give too much away. But uh, you can find that on Stitcher.com slash premium. And if you sign up and you use the promo code DUEL, that's D-U-E-L, you get a whole month free of Stitcher Premium. So you can go ahead and listen to that show. So go ahead and check that out after this episode. But before that, it's no prize time. Okay, so a no prize was this lame-ass award that Marvel used to give out up until the 90s for fans. Better than any award that DC gave out. Shut up. (laughs) Um, Our version of the no prize is called the Dynamic Dual No Prize, and it's a digital award that we post to social media and that I personally draw for those who we feel gave the best answer to our question of the week from the previous episode. Last week's question was, who had the best death in a Marvel or DC film? Going off of whatever criteria you determine, whether that be the saddest, most gruesome, whatever affected you the most, essentially, was the question. And we couldn't decide on one answer. We got a lot of great answers for this question. There's been a lot of great deaths. It may have been too good of a question, (laughs) because we got a lot of great answers. And what happens when we can't decide which answer to pick is we usually break it up into a Marvel answer and a DC answer and pick the best ones out of those. So for the Marvel answer, I chose Gwen Stacy. So congratulations to Melissa for giving that answer. I thought that was a perfect answer. Oh, from it wasn't the one Amazing that Spider-Man I, yeah, 2? Yeah, I almost completely forgot about that death scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was thinking more along the lines of like, Logan, Agent Coulson, things like that. Things, you know, pretty recent. I'm recently. surprised people like were surprised by Gwen Stacy's death in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Well, I think a lot of people knew that she was going to die, though I would love to be one of the people sitting in the theater that did not know that she was going to die. Just because I feel like that would have been so dramatic and heartbreaking and impactful. Just, you know, you always expect the hero to save the girl in these movies. And just to see an instance where it doesn't happen, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. But growing up as a comic book fan, I knew that Gwen Stacy died even before I ever read that comic. It was just just something that you find out along the way. Yeah, in, just uh, part of the Spider-Man mythos. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it should be impactful. It was, it was done impactful in the comics. It was done really well in the movie, I think, as well. Uh, it was it was really sad, and they treated it with respect. I think, even though it was a crappy movie, even though the movie wasn't that great, that was the best part of that movie. I think so. That was the Marvel answer. So congrats again to Melissa. Uh, on the DC side, congrats to Aaron Alexander Jones of Facebook. He reached out to us with the answer of Rorschach from Watchmen. And holy cow, why did I not think of that answer? Because yeah, that's, it's a really powerful moment. It was done perfectly by, uh, I was going to say Haley Joe Osment. That was the same <laughs> mistake you made. Jackie Earl Jackie Haley. In, in our Watchmen review. Yeah. But no, Jackie Earl Haley. I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, Jackie Earl Haley just played that to perfection. And Billy Crudup was was awesome as well. It's just a, a really, really powerful scene. And it, it just shows like what the consequences are when someone who's unwilling to compromise essentially goes up against a god, you know. Right. Um, just yeah. really powerful. Yeah, you have to give respect to Rorschach for standing up for his convictions, you know, in the face of death, no matter what. Right. My answer actually would have been Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman from last that year. That was a great death, too. I'm surprised nobody said I, that one. I think a lot of it had to do with Wonder Woman's Gal Gadot's reaction, just her acting right after he died. Yeah. That was that was pretty powerful. Well, and Chris Pine's acting, too. Right before yeah. he shoots the tanks, he knows he's going to die. You yeah. Know? But I, I think the death scene that has affected me the most, like, throughout my life was the Joker's death in 1989's Batman. Oh. With um, with Jack Nicholson. When he batterings his leg, kind of? Yeah. Or like bull, the, is it? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I just that remember one like, s- being severely traumatized by that. scared me. It scared yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. Because like the camera zoomed in on his laughing body, and he doesn't look dead, but he, like his eyes are wide, and his smile is huge. And, and he's laughing. And you just hear that laugh. And it's just the- like a horrible predicament. Like, what do you do? You know, like, if you let go, you're going to die. But it's like, it's just too heavy. You have to let go. Just, it was really good, though. Yeah, that was a great death scene, too. Yeah, there have been a lot of great death scenes in these comic book movies. So eh, that's probably why it was so hard to choose. But congrats again to Melissa and Aaron Alexander-Jones. You guys win this week's No Prize that Jonathan drew up for you guys. Uh, We'll be asking another question of the week later on this episode. So if you guys want to win a No Prize that we post to social media, go ahead and answer that one. And with that, let's get on to the news. (laughs) 
So in our first bit of X-Men news, uh, Dark Phoenix was pushed from November 2nd of this year to February 14th, 2019. That's Valentine's Day. And New Mutants was moved as well from February 22nd, 2019 to August 19th, 2019. Now, That's new, a really big push. It is. Like, New Mutants was supposed to be coming out in just a few weeks. And yeah. all of a sudden, we won't get it until fall of next year. When the, the movie was has been shot and done for a while, but apparently they're reshooting as much as half of it to include new characters, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. just making it scarier, according to reports. Uh, apparently, like, after the success of It, yeah. they want to make the film even scarier. Because originally, I guess it was going to be PG-13. They were shooting for a PG-13 rating. Yeah. But now they're going to be shooting for an R. Which is kind of cool. For an X-Men movie? It is cool. Like a scary... I mean, but that's what like I was... Like a full-fledged uh, horror film. Why, why weren't they doing that from the beginning? They should have been. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe because they think that since it's never been done, since they've never made a comic book horror superhero They just got them doing Deadpool rated R, though. This is the same damn studio. Yeah, they but, know that there's but that's not the horror genre. That. Deadpool is rated R, but it's still within the same action superhero genre as the other films. Uh-huh. This one will be pretty damn different. But... You know, I'm excited about the news and what, what, what it seems like they're going for with this film. You're excited by this news? N- but I'm not excited that we have to wait over a year to, to me, s- and a like, half to see it. It's like by the time this movie comes out, like the merger between 20th Century Fox and Disney is going to be probably complete. So it's like, don't even do the movie anymore. I mean, it's not going to matter, but New Mutants feels so far removed from the standard Fox X-Men universe that it almost doesn't matter to me. You can almost consider it as like even maybe the start of the new Disney X-Men universe if that's what they choose to do, if they choose to reboot it. You can almost see that this as even part of that because they're not going to make more of these, you know? This is going to be like a standalone R-rated horror film. So because it stands apart, it feels... That's probably true. ...apart. It doesn't matter if Disney acquires Fox they can't probably s- They can't probably, yeah. To me at least. Set it up for a sequel because I, I'd be surprised if Disney wanted to continue with a horror rated R franchise. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. But th- that doesn't make any sense because one of the other news items we're going to be talking about is that John Hamm originally was going to play Mr. Sinister in an end credit scene. I mean, they were trying to set up a sequel, obviously. Well, they have to treat the franchise as if the deal... The merger is not going to go through. Yeah, yeah. They have to be prepared for anything. So, I mean, yeah, they're just hedging their bets there. So, yeah, since we talked about it, let's go ahead and talk about it. The other bit of news is John Hamm was going to play Mr. Sinister, like you said. Antonio Banderas, though, is rumored to be his replacement during the reshoots. Yeah. Uh, so they haven't shot John Hamm scene yet. No, I thought they had. I guess they have. I don't really know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's all speculation. It's all speculation. Um, uh, what I heard was that they had shot it, but despite that, they want to expand upon the character and so they're cutting him from the film because, I guess, schedule-wise, he's not available. Honestly, I don't really like John Hamm as Mr. Sinister. I actually kind of like the idea of Antonio Banderas, although he's kind of getting up there in age. Um, but, you know, back in the day, with his slicked-back hair, and if you just, you know, paint his skin white and with his badass accent, I think he would have made a convincing genetic scientist, kind of, you know? Yeah, Mr. I, I, could, I could see that. Mr. Sinister, to me, he's kind of supposed to be kind of suave in a way because yeah. i've seen him like in like in a, in a business suit and stuff like that yeah antonio banderas can definitely play suave i haven't seen him in too much lately but uh you know the stuff that he has been in he's always been cool so i like the idea of having a cool actor for mr sinister mm-hmm. so hopefully you know that goes through i'm more excited for new mutants than i am x-men dark phoenix for the reasons that i stated previously in that if disney acquires fox then it's likely that they may reboot the X-Men Dark Phoenix cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Again, they wouldn't reboot the New Mutants, I don't think. They wouldn't even bother making sequels, just because it's not in their vein. Right. But X-Men Dark Phoenix got pushed from November 2nd to February 14th. And at this point, personally, I'm like, just cancel the fucking movie. I don't <laughs> trust Simon Kinberg to make a good X-Men movie. He's made a lot, of, a lot of crappy X-Men films over the years. He's also made some pretty good ones, but I think... Considering the other movies that he's been a part of, such as the Fantastic Four movies. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, all of which were not great movies. I don't think he's a great producer. I don't think he'll be a great director. And especially all the reports that you hear coming out about the film with the cast saying that it's more of a drama as opposed to an action film, you know, mm-hmm. and that the film doesn't take place mostly in space, which is what I really wanted. Those things don't really bother me. I mean, you take a look at what I think is like the best comic book movie ever, The Dark Knight. I would say that's much more drama than action. 
True. And I don't mind if it's not in space. Honestly, if they go up into space, that's cool, but... No, man, like, I've been saying it all along, 90s X-Men in space, because we've almost gone everywhere that we possibly can go with the X-Men Fox franchise property. And I think X-Men Apocalypse proved that. You know, you have them go up against the most powerful mutant they've ever faced, and it's a a snooze fest, because we've seen a lot of this stuff before from them. So I think by putting most of the action out in space, letting them explore the cosmos and, and, you know, visit the Shi'ar Empire and stuff like that, that'll be something new that we haven't seen before. And that's what I was really looking forward to. And when I found out that that's not going to happen, just not looking, I'm just not looking forward to it as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but, you know, a trailer could, could change everything. I also heard that, like, in this latest film, like, the X-Men are, like, like celebrities. And that bothers me. What? Yeah. Are they taking the Astonishing X-Men route with that, you think? Oh, are they? Or like they try to, you know, help their PR popular. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. Perhaps I've never I only read the first few issues of that, I think. Yeah, but at their core, it kind of the X-Men is a story of prejudice. Yeah, they need to stay somewhat feared and hated because that's that's kind of their whole uh, basis. Yeah. Otherwise, it's cool to be a mutant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm not looking forward to anything. (laughs) What is life? It's just, it, this news took me by surprise. The fact that both films got pushed back. I'm trying to think of the reasons, I have to assume that if they had good movies on their hands, they would be releasing them as soon as possible. So, yeah, it just, it doesn't bode well, I think, for the quality of the films, but uh, given it enough time, they might turn things around. We'll see. But that brings us to our question of the week. Do you even want to see what is potentially the last two X-Men movies for Fox, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, in theaters anymore? Like, yes or no, and why? Convince me why I should give a damn. Yeah, I want to hear both sides. I want to hear the people that really want to see these movies and why, and I want to hear from the people who really don't want to see these movies and why. Because right now, I'm on the fence. And that's not bad being on the fence, but uh, yeah, we want to hear your guys' thoughts on the matter. Post your answer to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or you can email us at dynamicduelpodcast at gmail.com. We'll pick our favorite answer, draw that person up a no prize, and we'll post that to social media next week. Yep. You, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for Dynamic Duel Podcast and finding us on those platforms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the main event Harley Quinn versus Domino. Okay, we're going to settle the Harley Quinn versus Domino debate once and for all, folks. <laughs> Uh, if that ever was a debate. Uh, the way we do things here is we take statistics for each character. For Marvel, we go off of the official Marvel Power Rankings grid. And for DC, we extrapolate their character stats from that Marvel Power grid. Right. And so, we add a few of our own stats just to you know, make a more robust simulation. Right. So we take those stats and uh, we run what's called the Monte Carlo method, which is a probabilistic model in which the stats are randomly placed along a bell curve. And we add those stats up and compare them to see who would win. Now, we run the simulation a thousand times. And whoever wins the most out of those 1,000 matches, we declare the winner. And it's nice because with a thousand simulations, you have a good feel of exactly how much a character would win over the other one. It's not like a single match. Right. No one character ever wins 100% of the time against the other character. Right. You could always find some way for one character to defeat another. Yeah. Writers do it all the time. 
So uh, this gives us a good kind of general feel, uh, but also a very specific answer that you can share with your friends. A very accurate one. Yes. So before we run the simulations, we like to give a breakdown of each character's history and abilities. And then once we do that, we speculate on how we think one of these simulations would go. And then we actually run the thousand simulations and give you guys a winner. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it and start with Harley Quinn's character breakdown. Yeah. Harley Quinn, I've never been like the biggest fan, but she's definitely grown on me. Yeah. Um, she's, she's, she's just a fascinating character. In my research, I found her to be kind of inconsistently written. You know, one second yeah. she's wholly devoted to the Joker and the next storyline completely independent of her relationship with him or the rest of the Batman's greater cast of characters. Uh-huh. Um, well, she, nowadays she, she's less of a Joker sidekick and more of like her own thing. Yeah, her own like, thing. She yeah. doesn't wear the black and red jester outfit anymore. She's kind of adopted more of a red and blue color scheme. And yeah. It's more pigtails as opposed to the, you know, the hat. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. She originally appeared in Batman the Animated Series in 1992 uh, as a devoted henchman of the Joker. She was written into the comics a year later, and her origin was developed. Harley Quinn's real name is Dr. Harleen Quinzel, an accomplished criminal psychiatrist from a dysfunctional family who attended Gotham University on a gymnastics scholarship. In her doctoral dissertation, which was on how love can make people commit crimes, she tested her then-boyfriend claiming she had shot one of her professors, possibly killing him, and in a desperate attempt to help her cover it up, he shot and killed an innocent bystander. Whoa. Unable to live with the guilt, her boyfriend killed himself. Or she killed him at his request and made it look like a suicide? It's not too clear. Dang. But regardless, at Gotham University, apparently that kind of result gets you a doctorate and a coveted position at Arkham Asylum, where psychiatrists can examine some of the most extreme minds on the planet, including the Joker. So the university knew what she did? Yeah, the professor, her, her professor knew wow. what happened. Interesting. So intending on writing a tell-all book about the criminal mastermind, Dr. Quinzel studied all of the Joker's tricks and gimmicks so as not to go into her sessions unprepared. Though she was. She caught the Joker's eye, whether it was because of her name, being close to the romantic Harley Quinn clown servant character, of early Italian theater, or because he saw some kind of repressed bleeding heart he could manipulate. Who knows? But he conned her into pitying and loving him. Dr. Quinzel came to the conclusion that the Joker was a victim, a misunderstood and tortured soul created by Batman who simply wanted the attention of his creator. In a way, she too was the creation of Batman's, in that Dr. Quinzel made the decision to risk her career and freedom when the Joker escaped for a week from Arkham Asylum and was dragged in, broken and bleeding, by Batman. She broke the Joker out of the asylum, and that night, the Joker took Harley to Ace Chemical Processing Plant to celebrate. He pushed her into a vat of chemicals to kill her, but she emerged from the chemical baptism just like him, psychotic and immune to toxins. Wait, so he was trying to kill her, not transform her into him, kind of? No. Okay. Uh, Together, the two went on all kinds of heists and sprees, a majority of the time failing thanks to Batman. And a majority of the time, the Joker would shun Harley's advancements and affectionate attempts to make him feel better, preferring to be and insult her instead to vent his frustration. But Harley didn't blame the Joker for what he put her through. She blamed Batman. And one night, after being thrown out into the street by the Joker, she decided enough was enough and she was going to kill Batman on her own to prevent him from further interfering in her relationship. She tricked Batman into meeting her under the ruse that she was going to give up the Joker, and she trapped him using a retooled version of one of the Joker's plans. Enchained, on the verge of death, Batman told Harley that she was just one of the Joker's pawns, that he never cared for her, and that he never believed that she was the one who finally killed him. Harley called the Joker to show him what she had done, and he showed up furious. He beat her and pushed her out of a window, after which she was dragged into Arkham Asylum, broken and bleeding. (laughs) Harley became close friends and, on occasion, a little more than friends, if you know what I mean, with a fellow Arkham Asylum frequenter, Poison Ivy, the toxic plant-controlling Batman villainess to whom Harley is immune. Those are because I think Poison Ivy is bisexual, yes? Yes. I guess they both are. They both are. Yeah, okay. 
The two paired up with Catwoman to form a team slash gang known as the Gotham City Sirens. The trio worked well together, except for when Harley would wax poetic about the Joker and Catwoman and Poison Ivy would have to remind her about how awful he was. Eventually, they decided they needed to kill the Joker in order to help Harley, and Harley agreed, though she tricked them into going to a false hideout and knocked them out with sleeping gas because she decided that if anyone had to kill the Joker, it had to be her, alone. Mm -hmm. After breaking into Arkham Asylum and causing a riot when she released some of the more dangerous patients, she made her way to Joker, and unable to kill him, she instead gave him a big hug. As they, es <laughs> as they were escaping together, Poison Ivy showed up and rescued Harley and gave her an ultimatum, her or the Joker. Harley threw Poison Ivy off guard psychologically by whispering in her ear a question as to whether Poison Ivy loved her, and then she knocked her unconscious. Again. Despite that, everyone ended up getting imprisoned in the end, and Harley and Ivy remained friends. While in prison in Belle Reve, Harley was recruited by Amanda Waller into Task Force X, also known as the Suicide Squad. Harley proved herself a capable teammate, though she resorted to seducing her teammate Deadshot in part to survive. During their first mission, Captain Boomerang let slip that the Joker was presumed dead at the time. Distraught, Harley instigated a riot in the prison when they got back and escaped to search for the Joker. Amanda Waller then sent the Suicide Squad after Harley, with orders to bring her back dead or alive. Eventually, it was the Joker that found Harley, after he gassed the rest of the Suicide Squad, knowing she would be the only one left standing. But the two had been apart too long, and now that she was more independent, Harley began to notice how much more violent and twisted the Joker was becoming. In a plot to trap Batman, where Harley was the bait, she confessed to Batman that the Joker had changed and that she was no longer in love with this newer version. After Batman barely escaped with his life, the Joker questioned Harley's loyalty and choked her out. She woke up chained, being attacked by her two pet hyenas. She was forced to kill them to survive, uh. and she finally tried to kill the Joker, only to get beaten herself and be left for dead. She wound up in an infirmary with Deadshot, and she finally swore off the Joker once and for all. For now. <laughs> uh, so again, like the Joker, Harley Quinn is immune to all toxins, and her athletic and gymnastic ability rivals that of Nightwing and Catwoman. She has a genius-level intellect and is insanely good at manipulating others to do her bidding, whether that's to protect her or inside a riot. She has some martial arts skills thanks to training with other villains, and she can often be seen touting a 100-pound mallet a firearm. A hundred pounds? Yeah. She's pretty strong. And her and her two pet hyenas. I don't think I could swing around a hundred a hundred pound mallet. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Heavy. Huh. Well, does she have any kind of like other armaments besides the sledgehammer? Uh well I mean she carries guns and she has her pet hyenas. How many guns? <laughs> she usually only carries like one. Now is it a real gun or is it a pop gun? It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Inquiring minds need to know this information. Okay. So that's interesting. Uh, her story is actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and it's a shame when you think back to like the Su Suicide Squad movie and how much of a disservice they did her character. Yeah, her story is a tragic one. Um, but I think ultimately it's it's one of redemption. I think, honestly, if they ever decide to kill off the Joker, it shouldn't be Batman. Because that's what the Joker wants. It should be Harley Quinn. Yeah. And maybe she would turn into a superhero. You never know. She kind of, she's an anti-hero now, yeah. you know? She's she's not as, as dark as she used to be. They need to reboot the Suicide Squad franchise and make the relationship between Harley and Joker more like it is in the comics. It was originally supposed to be, but Warner Brothers meddled and changed that. Dumb. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about Domino. The infinitely less interesting Domino. Let's hear it. I won't say she's infinitely less interesting, but I will say... That she has a cool look. She's probably survived this long because she has a cool look. She has a cool set of powers, but she's mostly played kind of a, a secondary character to a team that hasn't got a whole lot of attention throughout the years. Has she ever had her own title? Yeah, she has. She's had a couple throughout the, the years, but they haven't lasted very long. Oh. So, all right. So Domino, real name, Nina Thurman. 
She was bred into existence by a top-secret government breeding program called Project Armageddon, whose goal was to create the perfectly genetically engineered soldier. Why the hell are all of these X-Men like part of these covert government operations? There are a lot, around like the early 90s, there was like a sect of the X-Men universe where everything was top-secret government program mercenary soldier kind of thing. <laughs> she belongs to that kind of crew of, of, of mutants. <laughs> So, she was born with chalk-white skin and was marked in the program with a black tattoo around her left eye. Though she was the only surviving subject, her good luck powers were deemed insufficient to the project's goals, and as a child, she was ordered to be terminated. Her biological mother, Beatrice, helped free her from the facility and left her at the Church of Sacred Heart in Chicago, which actually turned out to be the base of a cult. I'm actually surprised that her, her mark on her eye was a tattoo. Yeah, it's a tattoo. It's I not... thought it was like a, a birthmark. No. They, they tatted her up. She lived in the cult until she turned 13 when she escaped and lived on the streets, growing into a resilient but fun-loving mercenary. One of her first assignments was for the NSA as a guard for an analytical mastermind named Dr. Milo Thurman. They fell in love and were married, though Thurman's facility was raided by the supervillain group known as Advanced Idea Mechanics, or AIM for short, yeah. and the two separated, Thurman believing that Domino had been killed. She survived the attack, however, and left to join a mutant mercenary group known as the Six Pack, led by Cable. Oh gosh. Whom she grew close to. Was Six Pack spelled with an X? Uh, well, yeah, Six is spelled with an X, so. Oh, I'm done. The Six Pack took on a number of contracts for a businessman named Tolliver, but eventually the team learned that he was working with Cable's evil clone named Strife, and they broke their contract with him. This led to Tolliver placing a hit on Domino and the rest of the six-pack, which they had to contend with while simultaneously going after Strife. Domino was able to survive their explosive final confrontation, but the six-pack disbanded after two of their members died. She laid low for a while, but yeah, was found- Yeah, because it couldn't be the four-pack. That yeah, doesn't make any sense. The four-pack doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it doesn't have an X in it, so. <laughs> she laid low for a while, but was found and captured by Tolliver, who replaced her with a shape-shifting mutant named Copycat. A.K.A. Vanessa Carlyle, who was Deadpool's, Deadpool's girlfriend, girlfriend from the Deadpool movie. Yep. This fake Domino was ordered to spy on Cable and joined him to lead his newly founded team called X-Force, which was comprised of the graduated kids from the New Mutants team. However, copycat slash fake Domino grew attached to the team and together they rescued the real Domino from Tolliver and killed him. Domino then joined Cable's X-Force team and they went on many missions such as fighting Mr. Sinister and Strife whom they learned was created by Mr. Sinister. They also infiltrated a base run by the highly advanced Sentinel called Nimrod from the Days of Future Past storyline, who came to the current timeline to create himself 25 years early. Domino and X-Force uh, were, were able to help shut him down. Domino eventually left the team and was recruited by Professor X to join the X-Corporation, which monitored mutant rights violations around the world. She was stationed in Hong Kong and fought a villain named Sublime, who was capturing mutants to harvest their body parts. She rescued a prisoner there by the name of Zorn, who joined the X-Men and later ended up posing as Magneto and killing Jean Grey. She left the X-Corporation and joined Wolverine's new X-Force team, which was now a Black Ops hit team led by Wolverine that would use lethal force to preemptively deal with threats too dirty for the primary X-Men team. Hmm. They fought on many missions, including stopping a re-release of the legacy virus that would kill all the mutants. At one point, she got set up to witness the transformation and true identity of the Red Hulk, who was willing to hide his secret identity at any cost. He attacked her, causing a building to collapse around her, but she survived uninjured. Red Hulk recruited his Thunderbolts team, including the Punisher, Deadpool, and Elektra, to assassinate Domino, and they confronted her in a bar only to find that her entire X-Force team was waiting for them. After a massive fight, Domino agreed to keep the Red Hulk secret if the Red Hulk kept the secret of the existence of Wolverine's X-Force mutant hit squad. Hmm. She later joined a Storm Security Recon team tasked with keeping Utopia, the island home for mutants and the X-Men, safe. The island was attacked by the Sentinel Nimrod, and Domino joined Cable on a mission to the future to destroy the Nimrod Master Mold that would eventually create an endless horde of Nimrods to come to the current timeline and destroy the X-Men. She left Utopia after the Avengers vs. X-Men fight and rejoined X-Force, which was now led by Cable again, though eventually she was targeted by the Weapon X organization, who was attempting to harvest the genetic material of her, Wolverine, Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, Warpath, and the Hulk to create a new weapon called Weapon H, who had all their powers. Oh, really? So she's dealing with that now, 
in a team called Weapon X, who is trying to take the name back from the shady organization. So yeah, Weapon H is, is a new a Marvel character who has the strength of the Hulk and the claws of Wolverine. He's essentially Doomsday. Yeah, and she, he, he also has the good luck powers of Domino as well. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yep. So Domino's powers, to me, are fascinating. Her mutant abilities are always usually just described as good luck powers, which in themselves kind of seem like a cheap cop-out, like a deus ex machina in mutant form. Mm -hmm. But her gifts are not quite as vague or as simple as just good luck powers. Mm -hmm. For the most part, she could be described as having subconscious telekinesis, though it's a little more involved than that. While in action, her subconscious ability to move objects with her mind affects things in her favor and against her opponent's favor, such as causing an opponent's gun to jam or causing falling debris to narrowly miss her. This psionic ability also affects her nerve impulses to instinctively guide her movements in her favor, making her an incredible markswoman and enabling her to pull off impossibly difficult shots. It also enhances her agility and evasiveness, as well as her hand-to-hand fighting skills. While her powers can seem to make the improbable happen, they can't make the impossible happen. And her powers are limited to her line of sight, so she can be taken by surprise, for example, through, say, a sniper's bullet. But if she were able to see the sniper it's likely the shot would misfire. She typically wields a pistol or two. I've seen her have both energy and traditional firearms. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seems interchangeable depending on whether or not Forge is on the X-Force team that she's on at any given time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, She also carries one or more daggers. Uh, She has one weakness, and that is an irrational fear of chickens. What? I just had to end that. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. (laughs) Oh, jeez. She's been in in a lot of Deadpool comics too, so... Does, uh, does she have any poisons or toxins? Poisons or toxins? Yeah. No? Damn it. What does that mean? Because it's like Harley Quinn's one superpower <laughs> is that she's immune to that. Oh, because of the Axis chemicals bath? Yeah. Just like the Joker is immune to toxins and poisons, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, she doesn't have any of that. Damn. So yeah, Harley Quinn's going down because Domino's just way too cool. She has a really cool power set. I really like her. And I can't wait to see how they adapt her in the movie in Deadpool 2. It doesn't look like a tattoo. No, in the in the Deadpool movie, it's uh, it's like a skin disorder. She She's a black woman, but she has the skin disorder where the, the there's a patch of like white flesh around her left eye. Uh-huh. So... It's kind of a an interesting adaptation, for sure. Although I, I'm very much partial to the, the chalk white skin look yeah, from Har- the comics. Harley has white skin as well. Oh. So the battle of the two white girls. <laughs> of the pasty chicks. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about who'd win in a fight. So the rules that we set up for the duels for, for the speculative battle that we discuss is that they start off 50 yards apart. They don't know anything about each other, but they do right. know that yeah. they have to take the other one down because they're a threat. Right. So uh, we don't consider any type of environment for the battle because we don't take stats for the environment. Because it's too variable. It's too variable, and uh, it can lead to one one character having an advantage over the other. And when we run the stats through the simulations, uh, we like to think of it as just pure mono e mono. Right. Without any sort of environmental advantage. So, right. Uh, let's go ahead and get this party started. Okay. So, Harley Quinn, Domino, 50 yards apart. Harley Quinn has her hyenas? Oh, does she usually have her hyenas? Sometimes. Not, not I wouldn't say usually. More or less than 50% of the time. Um, probably less. I thought she had to kill the hyenas anyway. Well, she did, shut up. It doesn't matter. No, because we don't take stats for the hyenas, so, okay. sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Okay. Although I think you're going to have a heck of a time even doing well in this fight without them. And plus, Domino's just going to shoot them anyway. But then I would hate for Domino to be a dog killer. We won't bring him into the match. Okay, we won't bring him into the match. I just wanted to see if I could get away with it. Nope. (laughs) All right, so uh, I think this is going to start off. Domino's an adept fighter. I think she's going to pull out both of her guns Mm -hmm. and just charge in guns blazing, running toward Harley Quinn. And tagging her with her expert marksman, markswomanship. Markswoman? Marksmanship? You can say marksmanship. Marksmanship. Crap. And Harley Quinn gets shot and then <laughs> dies. Um, the end. So, shit. It's not like she wears armor. She does have agility. Yeah. So, 
she's flipping around. But I mean, it doesn't quite matter because Domino is an expert marksman. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to think. This is kind of like a repeat of our last duel, where Huntress <laughs> brought the, 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 crossbow. the crossbow to the fight against Jessica Jones, who has no projectiles. Yeah. Does Harley Quinn have any projectiles? Okay. Here's what's gonna happen. Like, what does she usually do, like with the Suicide Squad when they're under fire? She's she's in the fray. She's definitely in the fray. Yeah. But usually, you know, it's part of a group. She, okay, here's what's gonna happen. She gets shot once, she drops, okay? Okay. So Domino comes up to her. She's like, yay, I did it. That was easy as hell. But then Harley <laughs> Quinn just comes up, s- smacks her in the face with her with her melon and says, gotcha! Okay, that's pretty good. So Domino goes flying back and it was like, that was a dirty trick. D- uh... <laughs> I don't know what else she says. <laughs> I was trying to think of something yeah, clever to say. I, I, I feel like Harley Quinn would like do a lot of talking this match because she's gonna oh. try and because that's really her weapon is you know her 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 mind. Yeah. You know, and she always tries to like you know like talk people out of situations or into doing her bidding. But I'm like I have no idea how to speak for Harley Quinn. <laughs> Domino actually talks a lot too. She's a she's a big wisecracker. She has a really fun outgoing personality. Yeah, but it's really hard for me to speak for her as well too. So she'd be like, "That was a dirty trick." How, how, how about this? I don't know. And then, and then uh, she uh, pulls out one of her daggers and and chucks it at Harley Quinn's mallet holding hand and slices the hand that's holding the mallet, causing her to drop it. Okay, so she has the mallet in one hand. And she's like, "That wasn't very nice." And pulls out her gun. You're just repeating me at this point. <laughs> Oh, did you already say that? I said that was a dirty trick. Okay, well, she's saying that was a very nice... <laughs> okay, all right. And then she pulls out her, her gun, her pistol. Yeah. And uh, it shoots out a bunch of fireworks, okay? So there's, like, explosions going all over everywhere. Uh-huh. And Domino is, like, really distracted, and she's trying to dodge all of these, like, flaming Harley Quinn fireballs. has a fireworks gun? Yes. Are you just making that up right yes. now? Yes. Has she ever used that in the comics? I don't think so. So why are you bringing that into this fight? Because why not? It's unpredictable. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah. So Domino's, like, busy trying to dodge all these, like, fireballs. And that's when Harley reloads her gun and shoots a gas grenade with Joker Venom. Uh-huh. So she shoots a gas grenade with Joker Venom. The thing is that due to Domino's powers the gun misfires nothing shoots out it just explodes in the gun itself uh so the joker venom you know explodes around her as opposed to you know around domino okay well then harley quinn says that was a dirty trick (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we suck at dialogue (laughs) no she's like oh what happened oh i don't know i can't uh." she doesn't say anything yeah um (laughs) Well, she, she doesn't know that Domino has right, these exactly. good luck powers, so exactly. she's probably wondering what the heck just happened, like her stupid gun. Okay, so she's surrounded by all of this Joker gas. Yeah. And, you know, she's just going to stay there for a while and just have Domino come to her. Okay. Because Domino can't get near the gas. Right. And I don't think Domino would want to go into the yeah. gas because it's probably a weird freakish green color. Yeah. So... So, so Harley Quinn just kind of waits there so, with her yeah, mallet. like, are you in there? And then she starts firing some shots into into the, the gas with her gun. But she misses because she can't see shit. Okay, yeah, between the smoke screen and, and Harley's agility. Yeah, because it, Domino's, uh, you know, her powers are affected by her line of sight. So right, if she can't see right. her target, she can't miraculously shoot it. So as Domino gets closer, trying to peer into it, that's when Harley Quinn jumps out and whacks her with her mallet again. Again with the mallet? Yeah. Well, you ruined my gun. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) All right, so Domino gets hit by the mallet again. Seems excessive. I feel like Domino would dodge that. But yes, so okay, so she gets knocked back by the mallet again. And then she just pulls out her gun and then shoots Harley Quinn, killing her. Okay, well, Harley Quinn gets shot ag- again. She's, she's <laughs> been shot twice. One of her hands is, like, ruined. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's when she's like, ah! And then she hits this trigger that's on her mallet. And one end of her mallet, like, bursts open, and this punching glove springs out and punches Domino Ray in the face, knocking her out. Except the spring suddenly breaks. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of, like, 
flies upward and flips around so that the boxing glove doesn't go straight out. It goes around in a curve and ends up coming back around and punching Harley Quinn. She, she punches what? herself with her own boxing glove. I don't like this So fight. now she's just starting to think. She's like, man, I'm having really bad luck this fight. <laughs> First, my gun jams. You're right. Second, I punch myself with my own boxing glove mallet gun. Uh-huh. And Domino's like, that's what it's like fighting against me. <laughs> we are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then Domino shoots Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn dies. Can we go to the stats? Yeah, I got nothing left. We're going to the stats. We're we're gonna we're gonna find out who'd win in a thousand simulations. Cool. Let's start him. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This fight did not go as well as I was hoping. What made you think that it would go well for you at all? Because good luck powers? I mean, who cares? I thought Harley's intellect more than made up for that. And maybe it did. Maybe it did. That's a very good point. Their stats were pretty similar across the board, except in terms of uh, accuracy Accuracy and evasiveness. Evasiveness. Which we boosted for, for Domino. Yeah, to to account for her good luck powers, because we don't have a luck stat. I don't even know how you would quantify that. Right. Um, we also said that Domino was a better fighter. Yes. And we also said that Harley Quinn was more intelligent. Right. But, you know, not by much on any of these accounts. Uh, for e- on either side. On either side, yeah. So it, it might be a little bit closer than you might think, and you just did poorly in the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave it my best. I don't know. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and get it out of the way and just declare Domino as the winner. Domino won 618 matches out of 1,000, which is 61.8%, whereas Harley Quinn only won 38.2 of the matches. So, chalk it up for Marvel. This goes in the books under uh, the Marvel side. And yeah, I mean, it turned out pretty much exactly how I knew it was going to. Uh, I think that just like how I underestimated Huntress's crossbow, you underestimated Domino's good luck power and how it might affect Harley Quinn, despite all of her abilities and skills. You used her luck power in that simulation we we talked about pretty well. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I don't know. I kept like forgetting about it. I don't know. Yeah, you kept trying to use Harley Quinn's equipment, and one of Domino's specialties is making enemies' equipment malfunction. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Go who ahead would and... be good against Domino? I have no idea. Somebody who relies more on their innate skills, maybe like a really good martial artist like uh, Richard Dragon or somebody like that, maybe? He's kind of a bad guy now, the new 52. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, somebody who has the ability to have a projectile without equipment does that make sense yeah some somebody like that like cyclops or something yeah yeah exactly so all right that does it for this episode you can tell all your friends when they ask you tell them that domino would beat harley quinn and when they say why say science and when they say what made you even think of this match say dynamic duel the most badass podcast ever and when they say why would dynamic duel want to pit harley quinn versus domino (laughs) in such an uneven fight say because Johnny DC wasn't informed about all the cool abilities that Domino has. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, in the next episode, we will be reviewing the Suicide Squad film, uh, Hell to Pay. Yeah, this is the first time that we were reviewing one of DC's directed video videos. <laughs> and we mentioned earlier uh, this year that we were going to start doing that. Uh, yeah, because, you know, Marvel, they have their Netflix shows that we review. Jonathan didn't really have any sort of equivalent throughout the course of the year uh, for him. But, you know, the DC animated films are well regarded and uh, well established as being of superior quality to those uh, Marvel animated films. Oh, yeah. So we, we figured this is kind of like a nice trade off. Like, I, I, we get to review the Marvel Netflix shows and we get to review the DC animated movies. And there's only like a two or three that come out every year. So yeah, yeah. this will be the first one. And then, then after that, it'll be. Actually, Bank. well, it was, that's not the first one this year. The oh. Batman Gotham by Gaslight came out earlier this year. Oh, really? And there's going to be one more coming out later this year. Which is uh, the death of Superman. Okay. But yeah. we're also going to do like things, you know, like Ninja Batman. Yeah. So we'll be reviewing all of those. So look forward to the first one next week. Yep. And eventually, you know, once we are tapped out of all the reviews, we'll be getting into the backlog of the, the previous animated movies, such as Batman Under the Red Hood and Which know, is my favorite. New Frontier, things like that. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, and if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, you should watch it. You know, you have a week to go ahead and watch it and, and listen to the review because it will be a spoiler review and uh, it'll be good. It yeah. should be good. Yeah. Go ahead and sub- hit the subscribe button. If you are not subscribed to us on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on currently. And if you are subscribed, go ahead and leave us a review. And if you don't feel like typing out a review or a rating, go ahead and tell your friends about us. Go ahead and share the podcast with someone that you think would enjoy discussions about Marvel and DC. Yeah. They're out there. Those people are out there. <laughs> share it with them. Again, just a reminder that at the end of this episode, we will have a brief teaser of the first content that we're going to be releasing on our Patreon, which is a one-minute clip of a blooper reel that will come out this Thursday. So go ahead and look forward to that right after we sign off here. Up, up, and away. True believers. All right, Cyborg versus Iron Man, two technological powerhouses. Technological titans. That, yeah, there we go. I said that weird. Uh, technolo- <laughs> technological. What am I saying? I, I don't know. know. Start over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're basically like the two biggest machine dudes. Fuck. What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Either. Should I try it? No, no, no. I got this. I got this. I got this. Okay, Cyborg versus. <laughs> It's gone progressively worse each time. <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop laughing. Right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Cyborg versus. <laughs> Cy- Why can I say that? Cyborg. Cyborg. Cyborg versus Iron Man. Cyborg versus Iron Man. Okay. All right. Cyborg versus Iron Man. Here we go. The. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. Can I try? Fuck no. Should I try? No. I got this. Let me do it. Should we stop recording? No.